At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. You are listening to 105.9 FM, The Radiator, W-O-M-M-L-P, Burlington, and now starts Rocket Shop Radio Hour. And tonight we have the musical comedy duo, Pony Death Ride. Pony Death Ride, how are you tonight? We're great. Thanks for having us. Of course. (laughs) So, would you kind of just like to describe um, who you are, state your name and what you're playing or singing tonight, and um, then we'll kick it off with a song. Okay, uh, we are Pony Death Ride, the uh, half Canadian, half Canadian married musical comedy duo. It's a mouthful, um, and uh, we are inspired by old timey uh, vaudeville musical comedy, and um, we enjoy the holidays. So we have special songs that we like to sing around this time of year. Joe, anything else to add? Nope, you covered it all. <laughs> Perfect. So what song? If you song? hear the songs, you won't necessarily think we like the holidays, but <laughs> we do once we started performing the songs. Before that, it was not. But now it is. There you go. So what do you have for us for your first song tonight? <clears throat> well, we were told to keep it clean. We don't have a lot of those songs, so we're doing a cover by uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Uh, another uh, comedy duo. Just to help ease everyone into our own original music. It's a nice segue. Make people like us first, and then we'll see how it goes by the second song. (laughs) This song is called Present Face. Christmas comes but once a year and mostly it is swell But there's an epidemic that I think we all know well, know well Your smile is frozen open, there's a crazed look in your eye You overflow with compliments while trying to deny That you loathe the gift you've opened, though you try to keep your grace Your scary grin is frozen, don't you know you've got a case Of present face, present face Present face, present face. Oh, thanks for the gift. I love it. You really hoped your parents would give you a great big check. Instead, you got a puffy painted hummingbird turtleneck. And you hoped for an engagement ring inside that tiny box. But your stupid former future husband only bought you socks. And your face is all contorted as you're trying to erase. Truth behind your smile, don't you know you've got a case of present face, present face, present face, present face. Oh, I just saw the gift you got me. It's it's a gift, oh, all right? good. I'm glad you like it. I I was so worried you wouldn't like it. Oh, no, I, it's a... Oh, that's that's good. Because, you know, I was up really late. I was I was hitting the bottle a little... Taking a few pills, I saw this ad come on TV, and I mm-hmm. thought, 
Mm-hmm. He would love that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Most good decisions are made at three in the morning with a mouthful of pills. So I appreciate the effort you put into this gift, and I'll make sure to put it where everybody can, uh, can see it. Oh, good. I'm so glad you like it. Do they see how, how much, much I, I hate, hate it? it? I hope, hope that they, they don't know. I can't tell if they're onto it. Oh, please don't let it show. Baby Jesus got some gold, which all infants prefer. But I bet he got the present face with frankincense and myrrh. Christmas and his birthday are both on the 25th. It must have sucked to have to open combination gifts. But if Jesus couldn't hide it from his omnipresent face, then you and I are doomed to an everlasting case of present face. Thanks. Present face, I love it. Present face. face. It smells a little funny. It's a little Present wet. Face. Present face. Thanks so much. Can't wait till oh, next year. Thank you. <laughs> Ta-da. I thought they were going to clap. No. I thought. <laughs> <Woo! laughs> oh. They have to. Like any good audience, they need to be told. Right? Are, we need the live studio audience sounds because right. the comedy is real. So <laughs> tell us, how did Pony Death Ride begin? What are your backgrounds in music and comedy? Um, we actually met while both of our rock bands were playing shows. Oh, wow. Um, so we, I played guitar and sang for a band, and Jay played the bass in her band. And uh, we just kind of met through that. Our bands would play shows together and... Uh, then we started going out. Is that what they say, going out? Yeah. Uh, any indication of when this was, I'll just say uh, MySpace was popular at the time. <laughs> Some of you may not remember MySpace. But... chatted on MySpace. <laughs> um, and then we, you know, we, we were together and, you know, and then we both were kind of tired of carrying all these heavy amps and guitars and I was like let's just get a ukulele and start our own band and it was really rough it was just the two of us and uh, but it's been a blast we've it's I think we've been at it like 12 years we have four albums and we tour uh, at least we tour our Christmas show every year we did until pandemic gotcha and we and we're new here like we just moved to Vermont a year ago so we lived in San Diego and we did a a lot of touring around the West Coast and the Midwest and stuff like that. Hmm. Now we're here. We don't know very many people. so. Well, I'm we, sure you'll get to know everybody very quickly, <laughs> right? <laughs> we, we do know Billy Bratcher, and he told us he's the only person we need to know. That's his words. There you go. He knows. So you mentioned that, if I'm pronouncing the name correctly, that was by Garfunkel and Oates? Yes. 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 So I'm guessing that that's a comedic group. Who are some of your other inspirations in terms of comedy? Um, well, going way, way back, um, duos like Burns and Allen back in the, you know, the forties. Um, but, uh, more recently, I always kind of blank, you know, um, we come from rock and roll backgrounds, uh, punk rock sensibility. So bands like the Dead Milkmen um, are enjoyable, uh, you know, from a comedic standpoint. Joe, any others? No, you covered just it. One, just one inspiration. Any, I mean, <laughs> the comedy duos from, from way back, there's not a whole lot of them today, but the ones that 
are around are, are good. They're always a source of inspiration. And bands like they might be Giants and Dead Milkmen and anything that's kind of wacky and out there. We've actually been uh, compared to Captain Beefheart before, which is a weird compliment, uh, but I'll take it. Uh, we live, we do. Um, just, you know, we like to travel light, so ukulele, glockenspiel, kazoo. Um, but when we record, we actually do a lot more instrumentation, and uh, the songs are uh, quite a lot more complex, so much so that we actually can't perform a lot of those songs live. So we have sort of a du dual uh, sets, let's say. <laughs> the gotcha. songs we play and the songs we don't play. Yeah. Yeah. Do you at all miss the band scene? I mean, you said that your roots were kind of in doing more of that as opposed to doing the whole comedic route. Um, and would you say that that kind of prepared you in a way to have certain elements of that in what you're doing now? Definitely. Uh, it was great as far as getting comfortable on the stage and just being used to the, the grind. Uh, I enjoy now not having to carry all those heavy instruments. Um, and, uh, you know, it wasn't that uh, glamorous all the times. There's not a lot of fun in playing on a Tuesday night at like 1130 to two or three people in the bar, no matter how much they enjoy you. Uh, but uh, I, I enjoy this. It's a lot more immediate. And um, it's, uh, it's also, it helps us appeal to a wider audience. Um, we appeal to people of all ages, um, kids as well as seniors. We tell people, you know, we're not really appropriate for kids, but somehow their kids get to listen to our records. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so it's nice being able to reach a wider audience through a multi-genre approach, I guess. Gotcha. And so right now you're obviously doing holiday songs, and you mentioned that you do this typically every year around the holiday season? Yeah, it's been about eight years now that we just decided to do somehow... It's like we have an album about cats. Like we wrote one song about cats. Next thing you know, we're writing an entire record about cats. But Christmas was kind of the same. Like we wrote a Christmas song. Maybe it was a parody. I don't remember. And then we're like, and then some, a lot of friends in like the burlesque community, uh, people like that had these shows. And it's, it's like, great, we can go and play in their show. Um, you know, we've tried to do this act in bars and it's, no one listens. But burlesque shows and, and shows that are more intimate, people definitely listen, and it's it's really neat. But so we just started going out on the on the road with our Christmas show. I mean, it was you know from San Diego where we're from to Los Angeles, and then we go you know we ended up in Seattle or Denver. I mean, we kind of just every year would pick a new area and tour it around, and and it was fun. And we you know, we're friends with Elvez, and he has a really great Christmas show. So he's um, kind of brought us on board to do shows with him and stuff like that. And it's fun because people can't wait till we're done so they can see him, but it's fine. <laughs> but the holidays are a great gimmick. People love the holidays, and even if they don't like Christmas, uh, they they like us because we're we basically make fun of the holidays. That's our thing. And so a lot of people just sort of thank us for saying the things that most people don't say out loud but yeah, feel, but it's, feel. It's all <laughs> it all comes from a place of honesty and if our families bothered to listen to any of our Christmas music, they might be like, "Wait a minute, you're I, that's me." 
but they don't listen, so we can pretty much say whatever we want. But it's mo- it's true, you know, Christmas with old people or Christmas with drunk people, whatever. It's all it's all in there, and it's all pretty much he's true. Maybe setting us up for our next song. I'm not, but that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I definitely would say that the holidays give you some good content to make some good jokes that a lot of people can relate to. Do you prefer to do these holiday shows? Do you think that it's like more entertaining for you as performers? I think so. I just because it oftentimes there's just that emotional response from audience members. And sometimes uh, Joe will dress in a Santa suit. I know we're on the radio, so people can't see us right now, but we're all decked out in shiny Christmassy outfits. And uh, and it's weird. Uh, put a Santa suit on anyone and suddenly they're just like a magnet. And it's, you know, if I was wearing a Santa suit, people would think I was Santa. It's the magic of the Santa suit. So I just like, I like making people happy at the holidays. Well, and then when you do a holiday show, pretty much everybody's in, you know, they're in a good mood. They want to have a good time. And they kind of dig the kind of anti-Christmas thing we do. And I think those are some of our best songs because they're either, there's so many Christmas songs and there's so many bad Christmas songs that you just have to know what to avoid and you can kind of make fun of the, you know, the more popular ones, or you go, okay, well, we're inundated with Christmas songs, you know, after Halloween, so we're going to make it a little bit fun, and we're going to sing some inappropriate type, which has been going on forever. There's a ton of great, you know, Christmas parody, Christmas comedian, comic music, and it's fantastic, and it's, you know, but uh, if anyone saw the Thanksgiving Day parade, one would think that the Christmas music industry is in real big problem or real big danger right now. But uh, we're here to bring some some good some Christmas. indecency back to the holiday. <laughs> there you go. One critique I often will hear about you know holiday music is that it really is kind of the same songs every year over and over again. So I'm sure it's like very refreshing for you to perform songs people haven't heard, but also for your audiences to listen to something that they haven't heard before. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we try not to do parodies, but if we do, they're pretty, uh, pretty bad. <laughs> you know, they're pretty. The newest one we have is God Rest Ye Mary Tyler Moore. And that's not like we haven't, it's only written, it hasn't been performed, but it's like, okay, if we're going to do a parody, it's going to be ridiculous. I think we <laughs> do one of our songs tonight as a parody. Maybe two. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, it's Christmas, it's fun to do it. It's a, it's a fun time of year. We get to dress up, you know, and, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> our other shows are boring. The rest of the year is terrible. <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not really, but kind of, kind of. I feel like for the sake of our listeners, we just kind of have to describe this setup right now. We have a ton of red, sparkly costumes. It's very festive in here at Big Heavy World, so I just feel like <laughs> listeners need to know that. Um, but it seemed like you had a good segue, based on our conversation, onto your next song. So how about you play that for us? Sounds good. I don't even know what it is. Um it's uh, about family gatherings, and we had actually had to um, uh, self-censor for this song. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I will continuously try to remember to say the correct words. The Wish song title luck. itself had a bad word in it, so <laughs> we had to change it up a bit. Okay. All right. This family Christmas party gets worse year after year. And we think the reason is clear. Are you 
ready, Jay? Let's go. There's just too many jerks here at Christmas. I can't, can't believe this is my family. Lots of people, I don't know. This family seems to grow and grow. Who is having sex with jerks like these? Oh, this isn't how I celebrate the season. Who invited Todd and Mike and Keith? This house is full of drunks and chunks and idiots who voted Trump. Peace and love and the GOP. There's just too many jerks here at Christmas. I just want some peace and harmony. They all want to hold a grudge, let's smoke some pot and eat some pudge and pass out underneath the Christmas tree. Ready, Jay? Ready. jerks here at Christmas. The white elephant has entered our three. Can't wait to get out of here. I'm glad it's only once a year. This family stuff is just too much for me. So many places I would rather be. Something, something, something Christmas tree. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> Those type songs. Exactly. So obviously you're doing the whole holiday theme, um, which obviously will go on until the holidays are over, I assume. Um, do you have any exciting gigs during this holiday season that we should kind of have our eyes open for? We do. Um, I just can't remember. The Highlight Festival. Oh, the Highlight yes. Festival on... Uh, New Year's Eve. Yep. We're doing that. We're doing a virtual one. We did one last year as well, and it was a lot of fun. I, uh, we'd never really performed live on Zoom before, and it was, uh, it was fun. So, and otherwise... anything goes on those yeah. the highlight shows. So, we are still, uh, you know, open to possibilities for other shows, and we may even have a surprise show lined up, but Ooh. we'll just have to see. You know, this world is a crazy place, and uh, it's one day at a time. Right. Like any, any good show, it depends on the, the variant that's going on at the time, so, you know, we'll have to, we'll let you know. But we are doing a virtual show December 12th. And basically, people, it's, it's a show we used to do in Los Angeles. Um, and now it's virtual, but which is cool because we're here. We wouldn't have gone out and played. So we just do a new video every year and we submit that. Um, and so that'll be in the show December 12th. At CNC Studios, and all of this information can be found on our website, www.ponydeathride.com. Dot. <laughs> dot. I'll be like, what's missing? Um, and the, the odd thing, not the odd thing, but the neat thing about that is the song that we did this year, it's called It's a Tom Waits Christmas, um, and we got Billy Bratcher from the Starlight Rhythm Boys to play uh, bass on it. So of the very few people we've met in Burlington, he's kind of the first. I think he greeted us at the state line as we drove, <laughs> there drove you go. through and was like, you're going to be my friend. And so it's worked out, yeah. 
So, yeah, those are the only shows. And then our record, actually, we have a vinyl record that comes out December 10th, which is the Christmas album that is available on CD now, but we're doing it on vinyl because that's what the kids like. They like the pretty red records. Right. So December 10th. And we're doing it at Burlington Record Plant, and we're excited about that. Yes. I love that vinyl's coming back. I myself got my my own record player, and I... I just love that. Um, so you kind of mentioned how COVID obviously impacted performing last year, um, but it seems like you've adapted to the whole virtual format. So how has that been? How did that affect everything in terms of how COVID affected you? Well, we really just, I mean, we would play fairly regularly throughout the year, um, prior to the pandemic. And so now it's much less frequent and it's online and we are not very technically savvy people. So it's a little always a little nerve wracking, you know, am I going to hit the wrong button or the battery's going to run it's out? Ridiculous. Yeah. So that shows our age more than anything else is like being like, Oh, it's a what? And we have to record. Okay. Like we just totally don't get the, get the thing at all. But I kind of like the just sort of staying home part and, uh, you know, being cl- having my own bathroom, not at, not having to use a bathroom at a at a gig or whatever. You can't be you can't be naked waist down at a gig. You can't home. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> so but we, we don't, but you could. Yeah. Right. The the vinyl is coming out December tenth. You said. Yes. Um, do you have any projects after the holidays that you're also working on currently or are hoping to work on? None. <laughs> when, when, so we got to Burlington a little over a year ago, and as soon as we got here, we put out our fourth record. And that fourth record was pretty much all the material we had. We moved here, and then after about a couple months, you know, we couldn't really go anywhere because of the COVID, and we just kind of drove around. and like, what is, what is Vermont, and where are we at? Like, Jade had, Jade's been to Vermont, but... I'd never been to practically the East Coast, so I was, we were driving around. And then shortly after that, we opened a vintage store. Um, well, we got the space on a vintage store so in Winooski. So music totally took a backseat, and so much so that we had to relearn these songs um, because we just hadn't played. We hadn't, I mean, for 10 straight years, we wrote songs, we played shows and recorded, and then all that just kind of came to an end. It's weird how you can't really get motivated during COVID. You know, there's not a lot. Of, you're not joking around a lot. Like, oh, that's funny. But it's starting to come back a little bit, and we're kind of getting a couple new songs going. But it would be great to play shows around Burlington. It seems like it's an, and one of the reasons we moved out, I think, was, you know, based yeah. on the music. I mean, it had to have a good music scene wherever we moved, and this certainly does. So we like to get in into it and play shows and stuff like that. So when that day's possible, do that. But until then... We have a lot of CDs and a lot of T-shirts and other merch to sell. So we got to <laughs> keep playing until we can unload some of that we, stuff. We can't record because we don't have room <laughs> for even more CDs. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do with a bunch of records either. But, you know, right? keep them in our van. I don't know. <laughs> so can you kind of talk us through how did the ideas for the skits and the songs come to you like what is your creative process do you think of the music before or do you kind of have a concept of the jokes that you want to tell well 
a lot of it is improvised. I guess I can get bored easily, so we rarely do the same dialogue twice. Um, we mix it up a lot, but it just comes from being lifetime fans of comedy and watching sketch comedy, Saturday Night Live. I'm Canadian, so SCTV, Kids in the Hall. Um, so it's just sort of that absurd uh, sense of humor. And uh, we're definitely a little bit, um, I, I've said before, we sort of play characters that are just sort of a, exaggerated, bad versions of ourselves. Like we're pretty uh, straight-laced people that we don't even drink very much, but the characters that we portray in our songs are people who have uh, a lot of issues. <laughs> or is it that we have those issues and we cover them up, and then when we write songs, it's like, oh, I can finally be myself. It's <laughs> right. a song about stalking or whatever. But it's, you know, it's funny when we, the whole concept that we started was just based on writing goofy songs, and they were bad. And I, like, I'll come to Jay and I'll be, oh, I have this song. And she'll be like, no, that's really not going to be, we're not going to do that. And she'll clean it up. And then I was like, well, then she was like, and we're also going to wear, we're going to wear, costumes we're gonna this is we're gonna and I was like no that what and then she's like okay let me sit you down and tell you the history of you know comedic duos and musical performers and things like that and this is what they do and then I kind of went oh okay and now I'm on board so you know I'm always thinking of finally the next, after all these years thinking of the next <laughs> you know so you know who, who wants to see well I don't know what we for what we do we have to do something like that we have to come up with different skits or different songs or you, it, you can't just play the songs with the solemn look on your face because it doesn't, you know, it's like you have the songs and then you have the act as well. So, you know. So in terms of improving and the whole recording process, do you kind of keep tabs on like which improvs you like the most and is that the one that would make the recording then? Yeah, pretty much. It's also... A lot about timing. Sometimes we just go in with sort of some loose ideas and then we manage to get them all in the certain allotted amount of bars and we're like, okay, great, it's a wrap. We're, uh, <laughs> we don't like to overwork it. We like things to be spontaneous. And um, so, you know, we, we have a lot of witty banter between ourselves uh, all day long, every day. So we know how to kind of just hone it down to a few, we just throw some few chords, meaningful lines. Throw some chords to some witty banter. <laughs> and that's the song. There you go. And you said, too, that you have a vintage store, so clothing. Uh, a little bit of clothing. It's a cat-themed vintage store. So we have all types of vintage items, the usual stuff, the books, records, uh dishes, knickknacks, knickknacks galore, um, but many of them uh, come in the form of cats. Cat art, cat jewelry, cat, cat everything. Cat salt and pepper shakers, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, I'm a big uh, proponent of the gimmick, so gimmicks uh, help, uh, help you stand out, and so in music and in retail, uh, we are heavily reliant upon gimmicks. Yeah, it's been great. We opened up four months ago in Winooski. We just kind of found this space, and it was the old cobbler shop, and we're like, yeah, let's, let's spend eight months taking the old wood off the walls of this place and then putting our stuff in there and see what happens. But it was COVID, so we had all the time in the world, and we were new here, so we didn't have any 
we weren't going to hang out with anyone or anything. So it was great. We set it up, and it's been about four months, and it's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I imagine that having that kind of aspect of what you do too can kind of add to your performances as well. Have you found that sometimes like the vintage side of your personalities have contributed to your either your writing or your skits or oh, yeah. jokes? Ab- absolutely. I mean, I just, I've always liked old stuff. And so uh, watched a lot of old comedy, Carol Burnett, uh, The Muppet Show, um, all that stuff. So there's definitely... Uh, uh, in the store, the store is definitely a reflection of who we are as weird artsy musician types. We have um, musical instruments as well um, at the store occasionally, but um, it's I call it high kitsch. You know, we we have a lot of weird stuff. It's not for everyone, but um, definitely it's all part of the same weird uh, Jay and Joe Pony Death Ride uh, package. <laughs> um. One story I have to share is that, so we don't know the Burlington music scene really at all, except for a few people. And the bands we've seen have been, have been great. Um, So this guy walks in and and to the store about a month ago and he's looking at this guitar and you know, you can, he looked like he knew what he was doing. You know, he's looking at the guitar, he's playing a couple chords. And then Jay says, Hey, are you in a local band? And the guy said, I'm in a band called Fish. (laughs) And we're just both like, Okay. And then I was like, you're a real popular band because <laughs> I'm that witty and that quick. So the guy from Fish was there and we're like, are you in a local band? He was very nice, but it was just funny. It's like, we don't know that band. We should probably he, know that He was band. very nice and then he got the hell out then of there. Then he got the hell out of there. He didn't want anything to do. If you don't know who I am in Burlington. We didn't even get to tell him who we were. That was well, the bummer. We were no one. So we're just, <laughs> we didn't get to load him down with any free CDs or any other uh, things he didn't want. He just ran right yeah, out of there. Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> My gosh. Well, we would love to hear your third song from you. So, what have you got for us? What do we have? Your baby. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. This song features Jay on the $20 Toys R Us uh, Glockenspiel. We have purchased more expensive Glockenspiels, and we've sold them all because this one is uh, the winner of the bunch. And it's sad that Toys R Us closed because we can't get another one. <laughs> oh, we got it at Target. Oh. That's that's a cat keyboard. Oh. <sighs> Where were we? One, two, three, one, two, three. <laughs> Christmas is here and another year's through. We're so happy to spend it with you. Let's gather with friends like most adults do. To drink and to make fun of Jesus. Well, Christmas, it seems a bit different this year. There's a little more poop and a little less cheer. We'll say it twice just to make ourselves clear. Your baby is ruining our Christmas. When you RSVP, there was no plus one. You see anyone else in a diaper? We said bring a fruitcake and you brought your son. We're not saying he's not cute as hell. But he'll be cute 
unboxing day as well. Christmas, it seems a bit different this year. There's a little more breastfeeding, a little less cheer. People are leaving and it's become clear. Your baby is ruining our Christmas. deal with the baby. You saw that, right? Saw it. I heard it, and I also smelled it. You put a flyer out, you send it to your friends, you put a baby on that flyer with a circle and a big slash through it. It means no babies. I know. Everyone thinks their baby is special. Well, have you seen this baby? He's oh, probably a little it. special, you know. But this year was the, what year was this? Pantsless Christmas. Oh, that's right, all yeah. year. Pantsless Christmas. I was going to cover that's myself what, yeah. up in Crisco oil and just freak out on everybody and oh, not this year got a baby yeah that's too bad what about yeah. all the pot brownies huh <laughs> oh god what are we gonna do with all of them that's too many pot brownies to have around a baby well i guess we're just gonna have to feed them to the dogs oh that's a little bit harsh Don't oh no oh the the brownies yeah okay. no but hey okay. i like your style thank you and see that we had the mistletoe this year that can't happen because a little pervy baby's no. gonna be things change Baby. All the rules have changed now that that person brought their baby. Babies ruin it for everyone. Thanks, baby. This isn't the party that we had in mind. Three hours watching him open presents. Leave him in the car, we'll sure he'll be fine. That's my wife's idea. Oh no, that was my husband's idea. Okay, it was both our ideas that he should go. Christmas, it seems a bit different this year. There's a little more crying, a little less cheer. You've turned our party into a daycare. Your baby is ruining our Christmas. Christmas, it seems a bit different this year. There's a lot more poop. There's a lot more poop. There's so, so God, much an awful poop. amount of poop at this Christmas party. I think they brought it in. I saw them bringing in some trash bags from their car. Disgusting. Yeah, that, something's wrong with that kid. And a, a little, little less cheer. We'll, we'll say it twice just to make ourselves clear. Your baby is ruining our Christmas. Wow, 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 wow. Too soon. Sorry, friends with babies. Yeah, right? <laughs> we told you, we told you, we told you. We're just doing a public service for anyone who's having a party and doesn't want anyone to bring their baby and ruin it. We are the voice of people that, your friends don't want you to bring a baby to the, to the Christmas party, and we, we, we don't have kids, so we can say these things for other people. It's a service, it's a Christmas service we offer to people. I was going to ask if that was a personal narrative or if... <laughs> They're all personal narratives, and it's up to the listener to figure out who it's about, which friend of ours it's about, because they're all about friends. 
So I would love to hear a bit more about your recording process. So um, what is the process there? Do you uh, reach out to somebody for help with recording? Do you do some yourself? Oh, we, yeah, we can't do anything. We're totally useless. So uh, we we go into a professional studio and... um, we were lucky to find this guy named Mike Camus, Earthling Studios in San Diego. Um, Joe's previous band, Trophy Wife, recorded with them, and um, he's just amazing. And he's like, uh, he's sort of the third member of the band. It was probably harder to move away from Mike Camus than most things about San Diego. Um, but he just kind of gets us. He ends up playing a lot of the other instruments. He's our drummer and... Um, uh, he adds little bits and pieces of guitar here and there and really helps to fill it out. And somehow we come with these crazy little ideas and he seems to know what we're talking about and make them happen. Cause yeah, it, it could probably, for any other like engineer recording person, it would probably be really annoying to be in the studio with us. Cause we, we're one or two takes and we're done. It doesn't even have to be perfect if we're close. Cause you know, we, we prepare, we practice and then we go in there and it's just done. But we spend an inordinate amount of time, an ornament, an ornament amount of time. <laughs> we spend an ornament amount of time um, throwing like little samples in and little goofy, you know, things from old records or whatever. And it's so much fun. And he just sits there and just goes along with it. And we're like, no, do, do, but make this sound like this. And you see his eyes roll. But mm-hmm. then we buy him dinner and he's fine. But... Yeah, so he plays all the drums, and so without him, we we just couldn't. I'd still be recording on that little square tape recorder with the cassette on it, the little <laughs> plain record, which is how we started recording most of our things. But, yeah, the studio is great. We just get weird and wild and do all kinds of weird ideas and samples and things like that. So it's fun. It's fun. Then we come out here, and we just have this and this and... It's a little boring, but, you know, the <laughs> records are where it's at. <laughs> and we've sold dozens of records over the years, so those people know. They so can. out of the writing process, the recording process, or just performing in general, do you have a favorite one of those, or do you kind of just appreciate each of them? Um I really enjoy, I enjoy recording. I get really no- nervous about it before we go in there, but I always enjoy it. And, um, I mean, some of my favorite moments of recording are the parts that where things aren't going very well. We've, we like to bring in session musicians, and, and usually we think, yeah, they're, they know what they're doing, and they come in, and suddenly they, people, like, forget how to, perf- how to play their instruments. That seems to happen very often. And so we've had some pretty hilarious um, episodes of trying to coax out of people what we want them to play, or sometimes their talents are just uh, maybe over overhyped and... Uh, so it's been challenging, but uh, we also have a lot of good musicians who have come in and and uh, perform, you know, done songs for us or perform tracks. And Joe's even recorded a guy in his car once who didn't have time to come in to the studio. He was playing a, a gig, and so during the break they went into his car oh, that's right, yeah. and uh, yeah, recorded some trumpet in the car. <laughs> I'm not good at vetting people, so. If someone's like, well, in elementary school, I played saxophone. And I'm like, great, come into the studio, and we'll pay you money to be there. And then I, and we're like, oh, man. 
Or, He's yeah, worse than I us, play accordion. That's <laughs> <laughs> no. What if that guy listens to this? He's a good friend. We love that guy. We do. <laughs> Just not as accordion. So yeah, recording is is a real real blast. And having this guy, you know, any having a really good engineer makes it fun. Somebody who's not going to lose their patience or they're going to put up with our shenanigans, which is a lot to put up with. So when we record again, you would, I, we would think we would go back to San Diego and record, but if we do have to record a song here, we just hope that somebody is... Well, we've recorded all our songs, so fortunately... We actually have We'll never have to do that, so it's great. Yeah. <laughs> no more records. you got four to choose from. Buy one of those. <laughs> I, uh, I also have to ask, because I'm sure that there is, is there a story behind your name, Pony Death Ride? Not really. No. Uh, just as... People who love music and have been in bands, it's just one of those things I think a lot of people do. They just sort of shout out random words and say, that would be a good band name. And so that was, I remember walking down the stairs of our old place in San Diego and saying, Pony Death Ride, that would be a good, na- good name for a band. It's a, it's a mashup of uh, Pony Ride and Death Ride. So, you know, it leaves a lot to the imagination. We're both of those things. Scary and cute. <laughs> I'm the scary one. But uh, yeah, so Jay's like, okay, I think Pony Death Ride is the name of the man. Much like she said, hey, I think, I think we should move to Burlington, Vermont. And I'm like, yeah, okay. All right, whatever. That's yeah. fine. Just go along with it, right? Let's go along with it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll all work out in the end. It has. I'm really glad it worked out because uh, I really talked up Burlington. Joe had never been here before. <laughs> I Googled it. I did the little follow your street on the map type thing. I did that. That seemed okay. <laughs> I like that. So, And we were here. I, I do have to quickly say we were here probably a week, and we had this uh, composter in the yard. And we're like, uh, we, we don't need this. Do we? Maybe. I don't know. Let's give it away. And so this guy calls, and he shows up, and he picks up this comp composter, and he's like, I'm from Big Heavy World. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know what that is, but that great. That was our first introduction to you folks. And that's why we're here today, because of a free <laughs> composter. There you go. Who was that? <laughs> I wonder. Tom? That was you? That was you? Jim. Hey, Jim. <laughs> Jim. And then Jim said, you really got, maybe they'll have you on Rocket Shop one day. That, he said that, and we are now we're here. I feel like that could make some good content for a song about <laughs> Vermont composting culture. Nothing rhymes with composter. Skip toaster, but... I mean, I feel like you could think of it. Somebody write that down. Yeah, right? <laughs> so what we also like to do is, before we let you play your last song here, um, tell us how we can find your music, where we can find everything that has to do with helping us to help you out and promote you. Okay. Well, um, with a name like Pony Death Ride, we're pretty easy to find. Uh, aren't too many other Pony Death Rides on the internet. We've got that whole market pretty much. Uh, if there is, avoid it. <laughs> we, we've got the whole market of Pony Death Rides dominated on the internet. Um, and so we've got the usual PonyDeathRide.com website as well as Facebook. Uh, do we have an Instagram? Bandcamp. We have an Instagram. All the stuff the kids do. We have all that stuff. Um, We're easy to find. Yeah. We're not not hiding. Uh, CD Baby, um, they have our stuff. 
but it's it's everywhere. It's streaming. It's Trunk on, of our car. It's on Spotify. Uh, it's yeah, we are on Spotify. Yeah. Apple. These are all big things Apple for us music. to be on these things. You can just you can actually just say Alexa, play Pony Death Ride. It's, it works. We tried it. We don't have one, but we tried it on someone else's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what do you have for us for your last song tonight? This is a parody. Uh, I don't know. It's called Hobby Lobby Christmas. It's a uh, it's a weird day to be doing it. Not to bring the tone down or anything of the of the party, but uh, it's, a, it's about women's reproductive rights, like all good holiday songs should be. <laughs> and how Hobby Lobby gives millions of dollars. You didn't know we were political. Gives millions of dollars to places that want to stop these things. All right. Well, so we don't go there. Lay it on them. We're a Michaels crowd. <laughs> Until we find out something they do. I'm sure they are oh, not do innocent. Anything. Okay. <laughs> all right. What is it? Uh, oh, yeah, okay. okay. That's good. <sighs> oh, hey, Joe, why the sad face? Uh, I just got a lot on my mind. I know it's Christmas time and I'm supposed to be happy, but I just can't right now. Oh, well, why? What, what are you worried about? Birth control, obviously. Uh, what else? You don't have to worry about that. It's, you know... Thanks, thanks to Hobby Lobby. Wait a minute. Hobby Lobby? What does the arts and crafts place have to do with birth control? Oh, you don't know? No. Well, thanks to Hobby Lobby, all our birth control decisions will be made for us. Thanks, thanks Hobby, Hobby Lobby. Have a Hobby Lobby Christmas this time of year as well. Arts and crafts and your vagina, these things we know so well. Have a Hobby Lobby Christmas, and when you walk down the street, try not to have intercourse with everyone you meet. Ho, ho, you're such a ho, at least that's our belief. Instead of taking birth control, just keep it in your briefs. Have a Hobby Lobby Christmas, your birth control's our choice. Too bad that you're a woman, cause it means you have no voice. Ho, ho, you're such a ho, at least that's our belief. Instead of taking birth control, just keep it in your breeze. Have a Hobby Lobby Christmas, and in case you didn't hear, oh my golly, have a Hobby Lobby, non-compliant, pseudoscience, contraception, misconception, Christmas. This year. <laughs> That's it. Well, thank you, you guys. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Yes, Pony Death Ride, thank you so much for joining us. This has been Rocket Shop on 105.9 FM, The Radiator. I'm your host, Abby BK, filling in for Tom Proctor this evening. And we hope you have 
wonderful holiday. Thank you for tuning in and good night. Yay! 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 Oh. <laughs>